Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy here and co-host, Mr. Kenny Taylor. And we're going to break down the second day of play-in uh, games for you guys, which I'm excited about, Kenny. I uh, had some pretty exciting games tonight while we're while we're talking here. The Lakers and the uh, Timberwolves are still playing, but uh, Heat and Hawks, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but... I just love that there's actually basketball that matters again. Yeah, um, wasn't really expecting um, Atlanta to come out um, swinging and beat the Heat, yeah. um, but it's always fun to see a couple upsets happen. Mm-hmm. And right now, it look like uh, Minnesota might actually have this upset happen as well. <laughs> that would be so funny. I'm sorry, Lakers fans. It is just funny when your team loses because you guys whine like crazy. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I can say that because I know you're a Clippers fan, so I know you probably don't have much love for the Lakers anyway. So uh, so it's a safe space here for go ahead and, and talk of smack about them. Uh, but no, we got uh, an interesting uh, two-game you know, playing slate here. Uh won't take too long for you guys here. We will have another lineup lock show tomorrow, so do tune in for that, where we're going to go ahead and go through and cover uh, all the stuff that we're going to miss here and you know any late like, big news and stuff like that. So make sure you go to the Sports Ethos YouTube page and check that out. But uh, Kenny, we got the Chicago Bulls, my Chicago Bulls, and the Toronto Raptors. We got Toronto Raptors favored by 5.5 points. And the game total is pretty ugly. It's at 214.5. But uh, Lonzo Ball obviously out and Otto Porter Jr. out. But, man, these teams are both healthy. I mean, there's really not anything much to talk about. Uh, Lonzo's been out all season, obviously, so uh, no big deal there. So w- what are you liking here, man? Talk to me about some, you know, maybe under-the-radar plays you're looking at on either Chicago or Toronto. Um, I mean, when it comes to under the radar, I guess the most um, under the radar play would probably be Alice Caruso for three nine. Um, I really do like the spot for him, especially if he's going to get around 20 to 26 minutes. I really do feel like he won't get there with the points, but I do feel like a good amount of turnovers will be will be a part of this game. And this 214 total probably seem a little too high, in my opinion. So I'm expecting Caruso to have about four points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals. So that will be a nice little pickup for 3-9. And then for the mid-range play, um, mm-hmm. I, I really just kind of think in either Vucevic or um, Levine. Yeah. Um. And then for the spend-up, of course, it's going to be Siakam if I get there. But that's kind of how I'm just, like, looking at pieces from this game. I'm more so looking at this Nets game. Yeah, the uh, the game total here makes me think I don't want to spend up too much. But, man, that, that price on Levine and Vooch is just, like, almost borderline insulting. Like, come on, man. Like, I know they're, I know they're not, you know— the best players in the world. I'm not saying that LeBron James or anything like that or Anthony Davis, but like seven three for Levine. Yeah, I'm, I'm locking him in, man. Uh, I just think that's a really good price tag. Uh, you know, not the best matchup in the world, but it's a two game slate, so you know you, you're gonna have to grab somebody. And I think that's a really good price there. So I like that call. Uh, I like your Caruso call as well. For me, I actually went a little bit. So this is really under the radar, and I could very well miss on this. This is a very big swing for me. Um, but I'm going Derek Jones Jr. at thirty four hundred. Uh, looking at just, I mean, obviously I'm a Bulls fan. I watch these games and, you know, watching these games over the past uh, couple of weeks as he's gotten healthy and they've kind of put Drummond on the back shelf. He's been getting those backup center minutes again. So he's getting minutes in the low 20s to, to you know, mid 20s. 
Uh, and the thing is, he can shoot the three ball, and he's shooting at a very nice rate this season. Uh, and that's something the Bulls are going to look for in this matchup. So this is really me maybe overthinking the situation. But I do think that they need to have some three-point shooters out there to combat what the Raptors are going to do on defense. And they're going to double, you know, DeMar, get the ball out of his hands. People are going to have to spot up and, and prove they can hit shots. It's just going to have to happen. So uh, I'm thinking the Bulls launch more threes than they have during the regular season. I think this is going to be a little bit of a surprise for people. And I like Derek Jones Jr. as an under-radar guy. Um, so that, you know, again, people are being like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and I can't blame you because it is kind of a name that comes out of nowhere. But I think he's going to be overlooked here. He's going to be very, you know, it's going to be like 0.5% ownership or something like that. Uh, I mean, maybe like 2 or 3%. I don't know. But a two-game slate, it, it, you know, you get ownership like that on a guy that could potentially get you 15 to 20 DK points. Um, you know, I think that's that's worth a look. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, I think Levine, Derek Jones Jr., and uh, Vooch are like the only guys I'm looking at on the Bulls side. Uh, Crusoe's a nice call, too, though. I'll have to look a little bit more at him. Uh, for the Sacramento side, though, I like some people even more, though. Uh, I mean, Kenny, why is Jakob Pertl 5,700? I, I don't get this. Why is he so cheap? <laughs> um, like I said, this game total is pretty scary. Mm. And uh, if you actually look at the pieces in the other game, it's actually hard to um, get a player to cost. I, I don't know. Anybody who's about 4'8 or higher, it's kind of hard to actually plug and play into your lineup, especially if you you know take the bait on Vucevic and Levine. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. But that price tag, though, for for Pirtle, I got. I mean, that's got me looking, man. I mean, I know Vooch is a you know not a bad defender. I know people give him crap for his uh, pick and roll defense, but that's not going to matter against Pirtle. I mean, he'll he'll have the uh, strength to handle Pirtle down low. Um, but I'm just kind of confused as to why that's so low. He was like in the mid seven thousand, so I think he's worth a look there. I do have him in my kind of dummy lineup right now that I built early. I will tinker with this quite a bit of times, quite a few times before lock happens, but. Uh, 5700 for Pirtle seems attractive to me, but the one I really, really like on Toronto is actually Gary Trent Jr. at 4200 I think he's going to fly under the radar a little bit, too, just because he was dealing with some injuries, and they played him you know, big minutes down the stretch to try to get him back into game shape to get ready for it, the play-in and playoffs. Um, so I think this is a guy, you know, obviously the ceiling is, is huge here. The floor is also uh, very low. He could very well, you know, go out there for 20 minutes and, you know, go – one for eight from the field or something like that end up with, you know, 10 DK points. I mean, th- that, that wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility, but he could also hit three or four threes, give you a couple steals, give you a couple assists, you know, a, a re- rebound or two. Uh, I mean, he is that he has that ability. So he could very well go off for, you know, 25 or so DK points. And he's, he has a ceiling much higher than that. So I think 4,200 for your junior really is really attractive to me against a, uh, Bulls team that struggles to to defend the perimeter. I mean, they have a good defense. They've had one of the best defenses since the All Star break. But we talking about uh, guarding that three point line. It's it's a struggle for the Bulls. So I do like Gary Trent Jr. But let's move on though to the second game on the site here, uh, which is the OKC Thunder and the New Orleans Pelicans, which you said Kenny you have more interest in. So I'm a, I'm gonna leave most of this to you here. But we do have the Pelicans favored by 5.5 points, and the game total in this game is 228. So uh, you know, about 14 points or so higher than the Bulls in Toronto. So, yeah, there's got to be a little bit more interest on this side. But what are you looking at here, man? Um, first things first, the spin up that I'm looking at is actually SGA. Um, for 10-5, I really do feel like he's going to have the highest ceiling and probably the best floor on this slate. I know a couple people will be looking at Ingram, but I really don't see Ingram going above 45 in this matchup. 
since on the New Orleans side, I really do feel like most of the production will be between Valachunas McCullum and um, Trey Murphy. I feel like those will be the three main producers on the um, on the New Orleans side because I really do feel like we're going to have a lot of Dort on Ingram. So I really do like the spots for J-Val. I really do feel like if he gets 28 to 32 minutes in this matchup, he should actually give you a double-double that close to a 20-20 game. Um, for the cheap play, since I did say OKC don't really play too many bigs, um, Sarik seemed to be the only big in their lineup since the trade deadline for 3-9. And I do feel like if Valachunas out there, they might actually try to throw him out there for about 20 minutes. So you might actually get about 25, 30 draft game points from him in that spot. Yeah, man, I'm definitely looking heavily at uh, Jonas Valanciunas here. 6,800 is just too too cheap uh, for this matchup here. Uh, you know, as you said, LKC Thunder, very weak on the inside. And as you mentioned, Jalen Williams, the other one that we haven't been rostering all season, the J-A-Y-L-I-N at 4,300, uh, is a guy that's probably going to get a lot of minutes just because of that, because Jonas Valanciunas is going to be such a tough uh, guy for them to handle. So I'm, I'm right in sync with you there. I'm playing those two guys, which is really, that takes up my center spots there. Um, so it's really tough for me to get to some other guys like uh, like a Yaku Portal I might be looking at or a Vooch. I'm actually not playing those guys in my dumb lineup yet, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned him there. You kind of broke up in the middle, but uh, Isaiah Joe at 4100 is another guy I'm looking at just as kind of a uh, a guy that's you know going to save you some money there. Uh, and you know he's definitely going to get about 20 minutes and hopefully hit some shots. Uh, I don't think I'm like super excited about it. But it is somebody that I'm looking at on the OKC Thunder. Since I'm not like, I'm not personally looking at the guys that are up there. I here's how I feel about this game. Um, I'm on the Pelicans at minus five. Uh, I I feel that the Thunder are a very fun team. I don't know if people have took taken them seriously necessarily all season. The other thing I think about is, uh, you know, when it comes to playoff time, you wrote you cut your you know rotation down to eight or nine players. And I just don't know how the Thunder do that. I don't even know if we know who the eight or nine players are that's going to get the most minutes here because they've had so many people in and out of that lineup and so many different rotations, so many different starters. Um, so I, I trust the Pelicans a whole lot more in the situation. I, I honestly think this is going to be uh, maybe not a blowout, but the Pelicans are going to win this handily. That's my that's my take on it. I could be way off. Like, don't don't take that, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But that's why I'm like not necessarily looking to spend up on those guys on, on the uh, Thunder side. I do like, um, you know, Blue Dort at 5400 though. I think he's a nice little, uh, you know, value play as well because he's going to get those minutes. He's you know a got playoff experience, uh, so I do like that call a lot. But yeah, obviously Brandon Ingram, uh, CG McCollum, those are good big spend ups there. Uh, I think you know if you play if you're playing my angle where the Pelicans are going to take care you know take care of business here. I think Brandon Ingram makes a whole lot of sense here. So he is the guy I've latched on to as my spend up for sure. So um, let's move on, though, to Thrive, Kenny. Let's talk about Thrive Fancy. ThriveFancy.com, where you can go ahead and get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. Uh, use promo code Ethos, and we're going to go ahead and cover that. I have actually four plays from Thrive. How many did you end up with? Um, I only ended up with three, but. Okay. Well, uh, let me go ahead and just start then. Uh, maybe we'll have some of the same ones. But I got uh, OGN and OB over 0.5 steals, and that's just 70 points against my Chicago Bulls. There's no way in heck he's not going to steal a basketball from the sloppy play of uh, Levine, DeMar, DeRozan, uh, Patrick Beverly. I mean, it's just sloppy play sometimes on the Bulls' side. I think there's no way he doesn't record a steal. So that's kind of a gimme there from me. What's your play, man? 
Uh, first play I got is actually the under of Kobe White for 12.5 points and assists. Uh, with the game total at 214, I really don't see how Kobe White will be a big factor in this game because usually he will only be a factor when it's a higher-paced, higher-scoring game or if um, the Bulls are actually withholding a couple players. Hey, that's a fair fair call. I'm, I'm going over. I'm going over on Kobe White, 12.5 points and assists. That's 90 points against the Toronto Raptors. So here's, here's my take on it. Uh, the Raptors are going to squeeze the paint. The Bulls need three-point shooters. Now, is he going to hit the shots? I don't know. That kind of comes, you know, that comes and goes with Kobe White. But uh, 12.5 is not, you know, an easy number for him to get to. But if he hits three three-pointers, I think he hits it. And I think he definitely has a good chance to hit three three-pointers. I'm on his prop to go over two, uh, over 1.5 three-pointers at uh, plus odds. So uh, he's going to be out there for 20 to 25 minutes. I know the game total is low. But, you know, what kind of shots uh, profile the Bulls are going to have? It's going to be a lot of three-pointers. I, I think he's going to be a, a, an integral part of if the Bulls, you know, stay in this game. So that's why I like the over there on Kobe White. I do like for him to get up a few more three-pointers than he normally does. So I do actually like the uh, the over. But I get your your take too, Kenny, and I'm not saying I'm 100% right. We'll see which way it falls. It'll be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, what's your next one, man? Um, that's play I actually got is the under on Brandon Ingram at – 31.5 points again i really do think he's going to see a lot of dort um guarding him throughout the game and i really do feel like the scoring will need to be handled through um easier matchups for the pelicans yeah um demar derozan over 7.5 rebounds and assists that's just 85 points against the raptors i think that's pretty easy uh i really think that you can go with the points under for demar on any book honestly uh last time the Bulls faced off against the Raptors. They doubled DeMar relentlessly, and it was effective as heck. Uh, I expect that to happen at least a couple games in this series, maybe even the first game here. So, um, But I do think that DeMar is going to have to defer. I like his assists to go up. I like his points to go down. So I'm taking the over on rebounds and assists. What's your last play? Um, last play is actually the over on Valage Tunis rebound. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're there. We're in sync there. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much to really say um, when your team leading rebounder is Josh Giddy getting six rebounds per game and every other player on your team getting five. Um, Valid shooters should more than likely feast in this matchup if you can avoid getting in foul trouble. And if you have any books that got them at 10.5 or 11.5, I will be taking the over on that as well. Yeah, I was going to say, all the books that I use have them at 11.5. I'm on the over already at minus 122 on FanDuel. So there's a free wager pass play for you guys. But, yeah, I think that's a good call there. Uh, all we're hoping for is that he stays out of foul trouble and that the you know Pelicans don't do something weird where they're like, hey, we're not going to play a center, which they do sometimes with Val Junis. They're like, all right, take a seat, man. You're just playing 20 minutes. But I think here uh, it makes a whole lot of sense for him to play his full you know, 28, 30 minutes. So he'll be, he'll be safe there in his over on the rebound. So um that's it guys that's going to do it for us that is our show uh again we are going to be doing the lineup lock show tomorrow uh, i believe the game yeah the game starts at 6 p.m so we're going to kick off about 5 40 or so uh and it, it'll be just me for now but we'll see who who joins me but i am keith cork you can find me on twitter at at bsbp keith and where can people find you kenny yeah, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. Always talking about all levels of basketball. Just got done talking about the WNBA draft yesterday. We got the Figueroa League playoffs coming up in a week. And, of course, NBA playoffs coming in a week. 
Yes, wonderful time of year. I love me some playoff basketball. And uh, go follow Kenny Man. He's a source of knowledge for all hoops. So until next time, guys, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.